This is The Guardian. I'm Jane Lee, coming to you from Wurundjeri land, and this is The Full Story. A family lunch turned deadly in Australia. It is suspected that a deadly mushroom might have been served at the meal, and that might have played a part. Here's what we know so far. The eyes of the world have been drawn to the small Victorian country town of Leangatha after a Saturday family lunch claimed the lives of three people and left another in critical condition. To lose such um, people that were so giving and um, so much pillars of the community, really. And, um, yeah, so I think that's been very difficult. The tragedy has rocked this community and thrust the poisonous mushrooms that might be to blame into the spotlight. These are seriously dangerous things. The Amanita phylloides mushroom, otherwise known as the death cap, probably has a mortality rate of between 20 and 50%. Today, the most dangerous mushrooms in the world. It's Monday, the 14th of August. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. So, Donna, police have been investigating some unexpected deaths in the Victorian town of Leangatha this week. What do we know so far about what happened? So, it's the 29th of July in Leangatha, which is a sleepy town located about 135 kilometres southeast of Melbourne. Donna Liu is a science writer for Guardian Australia. Erin Patterson, who is 45, hosts four people for a Saturday lunch. Mm. Her former parents-in-law, Don and Gail Patterson, and Gail's sister, Heather Wilkinson, and her husband, Ian Wilkinson, who is a local pastor. Erin is separated from her ex-husband, but police said their relationship was amicable. Mm. She makes and serves a beef wellington pie, which is believed to be the fateful dish that led to the ultimate deaths um, of Don and Gail, as well as Heather. Mm. Within hours of the meal, the four guests begin feeling quite unwell and eventually seek treatment at local hospitals. They are then eventually taken to Austin Hospital in Melbourne's southeast. And nearly two weeks later, the Pattinsons, who were both 70, have since died, as has Heather, who was 66. Heather's husband, Ian, is a 68-year-old Baptist church pastor, and he remains in a critical condition in hospital. The Victorian Department of Health has confirmed that mushrooms were involved, but police have not yet specified what was in the meal. And common recipes for beef wellington do call for the addition of mushrooms. Um, Some suggest chestnut mushrooms, others suggest you can forage wild varieties. Here this afternoon to provide an update in relation to the death of uh, three people which occurred uh, late last week as a result of uh, suspected mushroom poisoning.
All right, so what have police said so far about what they think has happened? A homicide squad detectives are still investigating how the deaths might have occurred, um, but the police have stressed that this doesn't mean the deaths are necessarily suspicious. I can say that at this point in time, the deaths are unexplained, and for that purpose, we are involved. Police have said the symptoms were consistent with having eaten death cat mushrooms. And again, we, we, are, we are presuming at this point it's mushrooms. Erin's children were also at the lunch, but they did not eat the meal, police say. And they have also said that Erin Patterson remains a suspect in the investigation. They have interviewed her, but she has not been charged with any offence. That, uh, that woman has not presented with any symptoms. So again, that forms part of our investigation, whether she did or didn't um, eat any of the mushrooms or anything else that may have been eaten on that particular day. However, police have warned people not to speculate about the case because it could turn out to be very innocent. We have to keep an open mind in relation to this, uh, but again, we just don't know at this point. So have police given any updates about the kinds of inquiries they're currently making? We've seized a number of what we call exhibits. Police are conducting forensic tests on items seized at the house, uh, including on a dehydrator which was seized from a nearby tip, the Coonwara transfer station. In the hope that that can shed some light on what has occurred at the lunch on the So what has Erin Patterson said about what's happened to her family? It's a tragedy what's happened. Yeah, so she was approached by media outside her house and she said she loved them and that she was devastated that they were gone. What I can tell you is that I just can't fathom what has happened. I just can't fathom what has happened. And you must be pretty shaken up by this as well. I'm devastated. I love them. And I can't believe that this has happened and I'm so sorry. Police say you're a suspect. Do you have anything to say about yes, that? Yes, I say I didn't do anything. I love them. And I'm devastated that they're gone. It sounds like a really tragic story, Donna. Um, media has descended on the town of Lee and Gatha since this news broke. What have people in the community said about how they're feeling right now? Well, the incident has left the area in mourning, understandably so. Ian Wilkinson is a preacher at the Baptist Church in the nearby town of Corumbara, and the four people have been described there as pillars of the community. Our colleague Kate Kelly spoke to locals this week, including Chris Ward, who runs the vet clinic not far from the church. And Chris said that those who died were really good friends and would meet up every Thursday for lunch and a walk. Mm. Kate also spoke to the local mayor who said foraging in that area is quite popular. I guess the issue is that if people are inexperienced, toxic varieties can really easily be mistaken for edible mushrooms. Next, what do we know about death cap mushrooms? Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. 
Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. So Donna, the official cause of death hasn't been confirmed in this case, but people are now on high alert about the potential dangers of eating death cap mushrooms. Have we seen deaths from toxic mushrooms before? Mushroom poisoning deaths do happen from time to time in Australia. They're not super common. In 2012, two people died in Canberra after eating death caps at a New Year's Eve dinner party. And we also know that in 2020, a Victorian man who was in his 70s died after potentially ingesting toxic mushrooms as well. Right. So what do we know about these kinds of mushrooms and where they're grown? So the death cap, um, it's called Amanita phylloides, its scientific name. The death cap is responsible for around 90% of mushroom-related deaths globally. It's mm. the most toxic mushroom, essentially. And the toxicity of individual mushrooms can actually vary depending on geographical location. In Australia, death caps aren't a native species. They're usually only found in Victoria and the ACT. And a telltale sign is that they often grow underneath oak trees. When these mushrooms are young, the fruiting bodies have a kind of bright, creamy white colour. And for that reason, they can be mistaken for edible mushroom varieties, such as the field mushroom or the straw mushroom. And Dr. Michael Taylor, who is a mycology expert at Flinders University, he told me that uh, the cap of a typical Amanita phylloides mushroom may measure around 10 centimetres across, and half of that would be toxic, probably enough to kill a person. And Taylor said that once it's cooked down, you know, a mouthful, two to three mouthfuls at most would probably be enough to kill someone. Right. So you only really need to eat a little bit of these kinds of toxic mushrooms to really do some serious damage. What actually happens to your body when you eat a death cap mushroom? So death caps contain three broad classes of toxins. There's the amatoxins, the phallotoxins, and the virotoxins. And the amatoxins are the ones that you really are worried about. And the most toxic of these is something known as alpha-aminitin. Basically, amatoxins are, are these group of compounds. Um, they inhibit an enzyme called RNA polymerase 2. It sounds very technical, but essentially what they do is um, these toxins prevent cells from carrying out really essential functions like creating proteins. Mm. And I guess importantly also, the toxin can't be destroyed by cooking or drying. So if you cook up the mushrooms, the toxin is still equally potent. Once a death cap is eaten, people are often asymptomatic for several hours before the effects uh, become apparent. It takes some time for your body to show the signs of not being able to produce new proteins. And so what someone um, who has eaten a death cap might present with eventually, maybe 6 to 12 hours after eating them, are things like nausea, diarrhea and other symptoms of gastrointestinal upset. Although it's important to note that this might occur more quickly if uh, a higher dose was taken. Mm. And alpha-aminitin has a, a similar effect on all cells in the body, but the primary site of toxicity is in the liver because that's where this toxin first travels after being absorbed from the lining of the gastrointestinal tract. Um, but alpha-aminitin has 
toxic effects on on all cells of the body. So it's not just liver failure that you might see. Um, essentially, it can cause kidney failure. It can also cause encephalopathy um, and eventually death, usually uh, one to seven days after death caps are eaten. Right. So it can cause a lot of damage in a short amount of time. And you, if you're asymptomatic, you might not even know that it's happening to you in exactly. the first few hours. Exactly. In the, usually in the first five hours, uh, people can be completely asymptomatic. Right. Wow. That's scary. Is there any kind of treatment that is available for this kind of poisoning if by chance you are able to identify it and pick it up early? There is, uh, but Dr. Ian Musgrave, who is a molecular pharmacologist at the University of Adelaide, told me that antidotes are mostly not very good. And this is because the binding of um, alpha aminitin to cells is largely irreversible. So there is one compound called um, silabinin, which can be used to treat death cap poisoning. And it works by binding to the same receptors in the liver that alpha aminitin binds to. But the thing is, it's only effective if it's administered before the toxin has bound to these cells and exerts these effects. So depending on the dose that someone has taken, that could even be before someone has begun to show symptoms. People treated uh, for death cat poisoning in hospital can also be given supportive care in the form of things like IV fluids um, and activated charcoal. And in the case of liver failure, if someone's well enough, um, they may also receive a, a liver transplant. Right. But as you say, um, it's pretty rare that someone's able to even identify that they need treatment for, for this kind of poisoning. I think it's difficult to determine in those crucial early hours because the, the sooner you give this compound, um, silabinin, the, the more effective it is. Mm. It's very time dependent. So Donna, it sounds like these mushrooms are really dangerous. What do the experts say about picking mushrooms? Well, the Food Safety Information Council advises people to avoid touching or eating wild mushrooms because, you know, if you're not an expert, it can be really hard to distinguish poisonous varieties from edible ones. For death caps specifically, if you see mushrooms that look like straw or filled mushrooms, but they're growing near or under an oak tree, it's, you know, they're very likely to be death caps and it's best to steer clear. Mm. Dr. Michael Taylor did tell me that he frequently takes people out and teaches them how to identify native mushrooms and the important roles that they play in forest ecosystems. And, you know, in his view, the more you understand mushrooms, the more you can appreciate them. And if need be, the better you can protect yourself and others from interacting with the more dangerous ones. That was Donna Liu. She's a science writer for Guardian Australia. For more information on death cat mushrooms, you can read Donna's explainer on this at theguardian.com or post a link to the full story page. That's it for today. This episode was produced by Joe Koning and myself with sound design and mixing by Daniel Simo. Our theme music was composed by Joe Koning. The executive producer for this episode was Hannah Parks. I'm Jane Lee. Catch you next time. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. 
Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.